0: Welcome to Spirited Word, by God's Word proclaimed, the Holy Spirit works faith in God's grace in Jesus, when and where he pleases. Sermons by Pastor Adrian Kitson, Lutheran Church of Australia. Reading for today comes from 1 Corinthians 6, verses 12-20. to Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I'll not be mastered by anything. You say, food for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. By his power, God raised the Lord from the dead. And he will raise us also. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her body? For it is said, The two will become one flesh, but whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in the Spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honour God with your bodies. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: The Gospel for today comes from John chapter 1, verses 43 to 51. We have found the Messiah. The next day, Jesus decided to leave Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathaniel and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked. You will see greater things than that. He then added, "Added, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise be to you, O Christ. Friends, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment, this time. Thank you for the new year beginning. Whatever it may bring, who knows? We never know really. But help us now hear your voice, your call, as Nathaniel did, and encourage us and inspire us and help us move into the new year with new faith, new joy, new light. Do this by the power of the Spirit, always working and calling, even now. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Friends, I've heard much. Have you heard much? about getting rid of 2020. Isn't there a whole TV series now called it on Netflix? I don't know. What's it called? I forgot. I saw it the other day. Uh, Whatever. The idea is get rid of 2020. It's been a disaster. Terrible year. Well, I'm not sure that's a very good idea, is it? Because we learn the most when the times are toughest. And I personally think that what we've learned and experienced in 2020 will actually serve us very well into the future. So having said that, I do find myself pondering the new year. Probably you do too, I suppose. You get the diary out and have a look at the whole year and what's going to happen. Certain things will happen, you know that, in your family or at your work or whatever, in your business, uh, at school, uni, whatever. In our family, for example, we'll have our first grandchild. My beard is the right colour, see, after it's just working in beautiful timing. Uh, It's good. Sorry about the hair, but the beard's good. Uh, So first grandchild, um, a significant birthday for our oldest son, who is the father of the first grandchild, uh, one of those zero numbers, and uh, a wedding of our daughter, our only daughter, a graduation and ordination into the ministry of our second son, and many other things we probably don't know about yet. So that's just, you know, some things God willing will probably happen in 2021. This is good. As a church, we'll make some decisions on how we might work together to create some new possibilities in this very space in which I'm standing. Redevelop our church building somewhat in the best way we can, given our situation with COVID and all of that. That'll be good fun. But even more importantly... We'll go further into the journey of how on earth we be God's faithful people in this town with the gospel. How we be gospel people, reaching, serving, loving, caring, bearing witness, praying for everybody in his mission. So anyway, that's good. And I guess personally, I will, like you, be one more year older yippee (laughs) you don't really enjoy it much after 40 do you or after 30 I don't know whatever anyway but they're the good questions but then deeper questions come my way God what is my part in all of this how do you want me to go about it am I still on your track or have I wandered off where do you want me to be what do you want me to do what do you want me to engage in what do you want me to leave alone? All of that stuff. Who do you want me to pray for specifically and who do you want me to befriend and who do you want me to share the gospel with this year intentionally? They're my questions. And this, all this stuff always for me ends, rather quickly I must say, in a prayer. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on us as your people here. Uh, Give us everything we need to keep the faith, to live the faith, to bear witness where it needs to be born, to be your people where you have placed us again this year. So I'll ask you, what have you been pondering about 2021? What's on your agenda? What's most likely to happen for your family, your work, your job, your, your farm, your business? Um, what are you thinking about your church and what are you thinking about our very interesting world (laughs) at the moment what's on your mind and what are you looking for by the way if you were going to call 2021 a great year what would make it a great year and where would you look for those things once you've identified them what are you hoping in and what are you hoping for What would you like to find this year? And where on earth would you look for it? Well, I've heard things like this. You probably have too. The end of COVID. Yes. Finally, the V word, vaccine. Yes. No more lockdowns. No more ISO. No more distance measures. No more closed borders. No more worry. I've heard a lot of that. Good health. Pretty normal good health enough to keep working, keep, you know, living life, serving, whatever. A return to normal trade relationships with various countries, especially one country. So we have good business as usual, prosperity, wages, you know, all the stuff that we're used to. Yep. Uh, And back to some sense of normal for this crazy mixed up world, especially Especially the U.S. of A. Man, it has been horrific watching what's going on there, isn't it? It's so divided, so deeply divided. Oh Lord, please bring healing this year in whatever way. So that's us. Now I'm wondering about Nathaniel. Who the heck is Nathaniel? Who was he? And what was he looking for in his day, in his time, in his community? What was he hoping for in his year, in his life? What was he thinking about when that day when Philip came and found him near the fig tree? And I wonder where he was looking to find whatever it was that he was hoping in and hoping for. Now Jesus says just after... That Nath is obviously, I'm going to call him Nath, is obviously a person of faith in the God of the Bible. Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit, says Jesus. Not a bad rap. I'd be happy with that. So Nath obviously hoped for, he knew the hope of the story of faith of God's people. He's aware of the hope of God in God's promises a new era of forgiveness coming, of peace coming for his people. He was aware of the promised Saviour who would bring it all to bear in the real world, in real time, healing for the nation, healing for relationships and people. But as we soon hear, he, like just about everybody else around the place, so it seems, could not see how these amazing gifts of God would be, would be brought upon the world from the dodgy place called Nazareth. What on earth? Can anything good come from Nazareth? Why? Well, what's the answer? No. <laughs> Big no. <laughs> Nothing good can come from there, mate. Why is this so? Because the Galilee, the northern area of Israel, and all of its towns and people, well, they were considered to be like the most troubled suburb in a city. I won't name where your mind is now going. Okay, I'm not going to be so nasty. Uh, the place where real estate prices were really low <laughs> and uh, strange people live there and stranger stuff happens. It's kind of a place to avoid, you know, that kind of thing. Galilee was really heavily populated Uh, had a flourishing export industry of wheat and olives and wine, of course, grapes. But of course, uniquely in Israel, what else would it have had? With a really big lake. Fishing, fishing. Apparently dried fish was their major export. There you go. So well populated, very prosperous, productive, etc., etc. Sounds good, but all of the significant wealth from that area was very unequally divided. There were the few very, very rich and the many very, very poor. Uh, That breeds discontent, as we have seen this last week, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, So uneven wealth... And there's always the problem of the jolly Romans occupying force, are uh, hated and corrupt and brutal, etc., etc. Having said that, Galilee was apparently very well churched or should I say synagogued, lots of synagogues and lots of very pious people and very fiery rabbis. All that going on at the same time but in this undercurrent of labourers and backpackers and fruit pickers and seasonal workers and shepherds and fishing folks and many of them from all over the place not Israel, not Israelites undercurrent of dissatisfaction frustration longing for the hope of change even revolution if at all possible it might come to that I'll sign up and then to top it all off with all the holy people and the righteous people and the rabbi people was all the unholy people, all the intermarrying, all the promiscuity and prostitution, all the uncleanness that meant. So, no, nothing much good could ever come out of a place like Nazareth. Now, that makes me wonder about us and those around us What I hear a lot of people saying for a long time now is not nothing good could ever come out of Nazareth. No, nothing good could ever come out of the Christian church. That's what people generally seem to believe these days. A saviour, if there ever was one, for my marriage and my health and my trouble and my fear and my financial issues and my guilts and my regrets And our very troubled planet, that could never come from Christianity or from a local church in a community. Those days are over. So maybe like dear old Nath and like many of us Aussies and people in this very town, we will look just about anywhere else for hope. Anywhere other than Christianity, the Nazareth. Ah, Instead, we will find hope in many things, I think. Try these on. We will find hope in better food, in other spiritualities and their practices, in other politics, in medicine, in art, in music, in creativity, in financial gain, in more goods and services, in many writers and speakers and leaders who are prophets of a godless existence. We'll find hope in science without any reference to God or faith. We'll find hope in each other and in the self. We'll find hope in endless entertainment, a noble cause of some time to invest ourselves in, and just about anything else, rather than that dodgy Nazareth, that dodgy Christian faith of the man from Nazareth in Galilee. Okay. But then there is a fig tree, do you like figs? I don't like them. I'm sorry to say, my mum loves figs and she used to make fig jam and... I just don't like figs. They're nice plants, so I know they are, but I don't like them, I'm sorry. But if I, if I liked figs, I'd have a fig tree. But anyway, this is a normal tree. It's a fruit tree doing fruit tree things, fig things. That's what it's doing, a normal tree. And now it becomes a really special tree. Because it's a tree where Nath himself is actually found. Opposite. He's found by a guy who saw him near this fig tree before Nath saw him. That's what we find out. He was found and invited to come and see by Philip. Come and see the hope and the life and the promise in this Jesus, Rabbi. Oh, don't tell me from all places he's not he's not from oh, from Nazareth you've got to be joking oh, nothing good can come from there well I think we're meant to be blessed by two truths at this moment friend we are found before we find get that we are found before we find and we look in the wrong places but God never does we are found before we Find and we always look in the wrong places, but God never does. Jesus' finding of you is before you moved and before you knew and before you even searched, and it was right where you live, near your fig tree, if you've got one, or some other tree, right where you live, in your town, in your place, in your house, in your garden in your life in your relationships that's where he found you he's inviting a view is before you invite him and he's at work before you go to work and he's searching and inviting and drawing you into his new hope before you search for him and invite him into your hopes jesus finding a view with all of his love that will last a day long is from the place you don't even think to look most of the time or maybe you just don't want to look there at Nazareth. Here's the truth whatever you're looking for, or wherever you're looking for hope, or for future, for security, safety, for many, many things not just your body, or your family, or your job, or your income, or your car but from conquering your dying and your death, which is imminent It won't be where you naturally want to look. And you won't find it in things you naturally know or love or can control. It's true. It's true. So if Jesus finds you before you find him, and if Jesus always looks in the right place and never looks in the wrong place, near everyday things like a fig tree, your fig tree, then here's two things that are true, I think. First thing, you don't need to keep looking in all kinds of places and have all the control over your life. You don't need it. You don't need to look for longer and wider and stronger hope from all those other things we talked about because Jesus has got all of it in one place, in a person, in him. And he gives it all, as the rest of the gospel will go on and tell us, for you right where you live, near your fig tree. So you can call the search off, admit your failure, your lack of awareness and knowing, your very harsh judgment of him and his church at times, and find release and relief and hope of a lasting and complete joy in 2021. I want to say to you, There and here, you are found by the fig tree. You're a found fig. You're a fig tree found. You are a found person of God. You are not judged today and not condemned today or forgotten today or isolated today. You are included in God's new place, in this new man and his new hope And you can become a great contributor in all the problems of the world that we spoke about before. Number two, as he finds you in your many wrong places, he still calls you under your everyday places. Just like Nathaniel was and Philip was and Andrew was and John was and Peter was and all the rest and a million billion ever since. He knows where to look for you because he never looked in the wrong place. See, he must be in the right place because he's found you. You're in the right place. God's found you. You are found. I guess the only question then is will you come and see as Philip urges you right now? So as for twenty twenty one, let's go. Let's do it, not solo, not solo, but together with Jesus under the fig tree or under any tree. He's calling you into his, his version, his version of 2021, not yours. I recently read a, a book of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, his life, and in his famous book, The Cost of Discipleship, there's a killer line that kills me. When Jesus calls a person, he calls them to come and die. All his visions and dreams are useless. Ouch for a very progressive Western man who loves programs and plans and organisations and all that. Friends, when Jesus calls you, he calls you to come and die and put all your visions and dreams of 2021 that you've got, put them to death. Better to have his because he's alive, his visions and plans mean something and they do something and they're much better than mine. So I'm going to say my dreams and visions, unlike 2020, my dreams and visions for 2021 are officially dead. I haven't got any. (laughs) All right? Get that? So if something bad happens, don't blame me because I didn't say it was going to be any good, all right, like I did last year. My dreams and visions for the year are dead. They're dead today today. Because I'd rather have his. I'd rather have his version of 2021. Whatever it brings, even a pandemic. If he's in it, I'm in it. My dreams and visions are dead. I don't know what yours are. I welcome the Lord's vision for this year for me and you and us and this troubled world. I welcome his vision for my marriage and for my children and their marriages and for the grandchildren on the way, that's, been a, that's a long time. That's 54 years I've been waiting to say that. Ah, oh, nearly there. Uh, I welcome his vision for my farm, for my business, for my career, for my body, my health and my planet. How about you? So, friend, 2021, you are found. Found under the fig tree. Can anything good come out of a local Christian church? Can anything good come out of the Christian faith in these modern, secular times? Can anything useful and helpful and real and world-shaping come from everyday found people walking past a fig tree? You betcha. In the name of Christ, amen. And the peace of God, which is beyond us and yet with us, keep you at peace in him. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of God our Heavenly Father and the friendship and the fellowship and the power to live in his grace, the Spirit of God be with you and stay with you. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening. Pastor Adrian serves at St Petrie Lutheran Church New York, Barossa Valley, South Australia.